Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Invest in your postdoc transformation. Welcome to the seasonal show for scientists leaping into business. In every sponsored episode, we are happy to recommend employers of choice for you. Make sure to check your readiness to leave out of science with us for free as linked in the show notes. For your career transition, we offer customized career transition e-courses and memberships also at graduate schools all over the world. Maybe yours too. And if your university isn't yet our customer, Enroll in your free email course for career transition made simple as linked in the show notes. I'm your host, Professor Dr. Eleanor Sui Winkles, with my team who is rooting for you. And let's build your postdoc transformation with this episode. Welcome to the Postdoc Transformation Show. I am delighted to host Dr. Anna Almeida Kunlin, an industry expert in the context of environmental consultancy. And what does it mean? She translates science for regulatory agencies and companies. And as this is a global challenge, I want to know how do you see the future of work and really the future of our lives to be determined by our environment? Hi, Eleanor. It's a pleasure to be with you today here. I'm really excited about this work I'm doing because I'm working with environmental consultancy, specifically on water quality indicators. So I'm a consultant right now. I work for a company in Italy that serves some of the offices of the European Commission. So we are looking at microbial quality and what will be a problem or will need to be regulated in the next years. So I think pollution is something that we have to pay more and more attention because our soils, our water, our air, is, they are quite you know, burdened by contamination and we need to find ways to keep everybody healthy. So the animals, us, the plants. So this is really a cool job and I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. And to be honest, as I am also a mom, just like you, I can only celebrate you for doing something that is based on your piece, so purposeful and so future proving. So that really is valuable and has a higher meaning. You're right, Eleanor. I have been that driven before I became a mom, you know, but after I had my son two years ago, things just took a new perspective. Our work, like environmental work, became so more relevant in the last years. We are breaking all the records in heat and emissions, and we really have a lot of work to do, and we need to find the right people to collaborate. And I know there are many scientists like me that are just looking for the right work to do with the right team. Okay, you had this practical experience right after the PhD. So which one of your roles at previous regulatory agencies were the ones shareworthy for early career scientists who want to leap into business and industry. Right, so I'm really gonna focus on my first role after the PhD. I did in Ireland a PhD focus on drinking water treatment and microbial indicators. We're using different technologies, light and catalysis. So I had to rely on my chemist friends. And that work was very relevant because 
I got a referral from my PhD supervisor and I have to give her credit here. These relationships in academia are very important. So she as an, an, an Irish person, a leadership person, referred me to a job because I was looking for a job and it was hard because as a Brazilian studying abroad, I needed to enter that network and she was the bridge for me. I found a company in Ireland. They were developing a technology to clean rainwater and they were called Rain Safe Water and they needed scientists. And two of my Irish PhD colleagues ended up working there. They were chemists as well. And we were trying to figure out, there is no regulations for, you know, treating harvest rainwater in Europe yet, but we had to figure out how to make that water potable. That was amazing because in a startup, and I think it's a great place for PhDs entering the job market, you learn a lot in a startup environment. You might not have the same job security or perks that you have in an established company, but you have so much opportunity to grow. And that's what happened to me. I was a regulatory you know, agent, and then I became head of microbiology because I had the knowledge they needed. And I set up a lab. I had a team. was just the best experience for me after the PhD. Really recommended. I would recommend for PhDs looking to startups. Wow. So it's important to have an environment where you are appreciated and where growth is also attributed to you based on what you bring to the table from your PhD. And once you have determined your readiness to leap and want to transition into business or industries, then you can enroll in your free email course with 10 actionable bingeable email lessons until you start your job in business. You'll get 10 emails like this. Number one, how to leap out of science. Number two, how to build your sustainable LinkedIn profile. Number three, how to read social media and network. Number four, how to research your favorite jobs and employers. Number five, how to do informational interviews to get insights. Number six, how to create your customized applications with ChatGPT. Number seven, how to prepare your thesis from a business point of view. Number eight, how to apply to your favorite employers. Number nine, how to choose the right job offer. Number 10, how to prepare for your new job. You are Brazilian. You now live in Spain. I also see Ireland on your CV. So you did a consultancy job there, right? Can you explain what you did exactly there? Sure. So in Ireland, I did my PhD. I had my first industry experience. I had a couple of other jobs in industry as well, but I did come across some consultancy work. In 2017, I worked for a company called Bluetech Research as an external consultant. And that was my first really experience into consultancy. And I found really interesting because there's so many different projects. And it was, again, there it comes what I said to you before, Eleanor, that we are not in a box. We can do work that, you know, spans in different directions and we can serve clients and solve problems that are basically, if you know one field, you can actually branch out to many other fields. Pollution, for example. I'm specialized in microbial pollution, but depending on the type of query a company would have, I could work with chemistry chemical pollution and so forth. So I did have this experience of consultancy in Ireland. It was very cool. I did a webinar. I wrote reports for their clients and I learned a lot. 
and it was the same period I was writing my Marie Curie fellowship. And this company was actually a partner of my fellowship. No, we, so they were a secondment company um, and they were me providing intelligence for my TA, for my project as we were exchanging a lot of information. So I think Ireland taught me about the entrepreneurial skills before I came to Spain. I did a postdoc in business with a group, an engineering group. So I was actually immersed in engineering work and energy reduction for water networks. And that's, again, they knew I was a microbiologist, but because I could translate my microbiology skills into engineer applications and take the industry and go through this experience to sell that to Trinity, they hired me. And I would have stayed there and worked with them for longer if I didn't get the Marie Curie. So, and I said, okay, if I did a postdoc in, <laughs> in business, we can do anything. You just need to, you know, be able to translate those skills to where they are needed and find your niche and find your people. So, yeah, I learned all of that in Ireland and I'm a big fan of, you know, branching out your career. What you like. Wow, that was really interesting. You know, if you are a microbiologist and you can thrive in an engineering context, but that adds to the story that you share now, right? I also strongly advocate for your leap is determined by yourself and not by the degree that you got. I can underline your take in the sense that we need to think out of the box. And if we are put into a box, then we should always argue for a bigger box or no box at all. And did you know that we offer deep dive e-course workshops and memberships at graduate schools, maybe also at yours in the future? Ask your graduate school coordinator whether they want to book my services so that I can deliver them to you 24-7, 365 on your mobile device. And even better, if you get us paid, by your grad school, we will pay you 50% recurrent sales commissions. So you will earn money with us as we help you and your PhD besties to transition into business. We can build a poster transformation together. Woohoo! And now I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, that is really exciting to see that a PhD right from the bench, can find meaningful positions and also through networking, leverage the way into some other positions. So you mentioned Marie Curie. And now, obviously, I'm curious, and I already looked up some of your articles, and they have treated you as someone who has been extraordinary. For an early career scientist, like a PhD, or a master's student from all over the world, what is the program called Marie Curie Fellowship? Okay, uh, Leonor. So the Marie Curie Fellowships, they are very special. So they are programs from the European Commission to fund both PhDs and postdocs. But they have some features that are very special. First of all, they recognize the researcher as someone that is a worker. And so their fund is generally much higher than a usual or an average PhD or postdoc. So that means they are paying you like industry pays. And it's really important because the financial aspect of research is something that really needs to improve. And this is one of the reasons why I left a position 
I had before to come back and do a postdoc because I was being valued in the market ranges that someone in industry of my age would be valued in experience. And I think this is important to bring talent into research, recognizing the financial aspect as well. Apart from that, the Marie Curie uh, funding really is, is really fostered that researchers do a connection with, between countries in Europe and also their global uh, funding that you can do that with America or other countries in the world. So this exchanging between countries and uh, the mobility of researchers so that there is connection between a country, between companies and universities. This is really important for them because they want to fund researchers that are going to be in the market, not only in academia. And that was very attractive to me. That's cool. That article came out a year ago. But is there anything that you can add now after one year? Sure. There are two points of that article. I really wanted to write something meaningful that reflected both my gratitude for the European Commission to have funded my research, but also, you know, all the career development I've received in Spain, the languages, the connections. But so what that meant to me, because I knew from the start I was going to go back to industry after my postdoc, and I wanted to write something to inspire and motivate researchers that were, you know, in the timeline before mine. So one thing is about whatever you did, postdoc, PhD, does not put you in a box, so you can only do that in the future. Remember, you are a postdoc transformer. You are highly intelligent, well-educated, a bachelor, master, and maybe you have already your doctor under your belt, or you are a postdoc. You are internationally experienced, fluent in English, a leader and expert in your prior research field. You're resilient, brilliant in adaptation and problem solving. You are eager to bring in the transferable and monetizable skills needed in many companies to embrace the future and to become or remain an innovator in their markets. And you really need to be able to tell that story to employers because we can do nearly anything in the right team with right conditions. Uh, and that's the beauty of doing a PhD is that capacity you get to do things. So in areas that are yours or correlated, it does not matter. The second thing is value and family and mental. I'm gonna mention my PhD supervisor again because that woman was really a landmark in my life. And she always said, if you cannot do your job between nine to five, you cannot do your job. And she didn't want us to stay late in the lab because we needed balance. And that's what I think is a, it's a major difference between you know academia and no academic jobs is that limit where people really finish the job and they leave. It's not because they are lazy or anything, because we need space, space for other areas of our life that nurture our capacity to be you know good workers and develop good projects. In academia, sometimes that boundary is really broken and we just work and work and work and for what? You really need to be sane and healthy doing, you know, any job you're doing. So I learned that in my Marie Curie and I felt valued in that regard by my family. From episode one and counting, I have proudly hosted all our Postdoc Transformation Show episodes on Podbean. As a former IT strategy consultant, I have high requirements on my tech stack. And Podbean is my perfect fit for a podcast host. If you want to create your own individual podcast or 
one for, you know, internal upskilling and communications within a company, DM or email me Podbean so I can share my experience and consult you. You can also use my affiliate links for perks launching your own podcast with Podbean. I built my postdoc transformation as a digital business and I chose Active Campaign to be the centerpiece of all my services like email course, podcast newsletter, show notes, website, sales page, merch shop, forms, whatever it is, as needed. As a former IT strategy consultant, I have high requirements on my tech stack and Active Campaign is a must have recommendation. I use it daily. If you want to create your own digital business with various lead magnets and funnel options, DM or email me Active Campaign so I can share my experience and consult you. You can also use my affiliate links for perks launching your own digital business. Oh, that's wonderful news. I was not a Mercury fellow, but actually, if I were a PhD student or a postdoc looking for funding, that would be really a good recommendation now that I have learned about that. So I'm really happy to have learned something new that I can now share with my postdoc transformers on the postdoc transformation show. So thank you for that as well. Now, I already said I'm a mom too, and I remember when I applied for jobs being pregnant or looking for a job when I had a toddler, it felt different for me applying as a mom versus applying without a kid. So I remember that I put in my CV, I have a kid, but I also have daycare for 45 hours a week. And then the recruiter said, I never saw this. And I was like, yeah, this is because I want to show you before we talk that I'm available full time. So how about you? It was good to have my child while a Marie Curie fellow because I was also part time and I also had daycare nine to five. And I always alternated with my husband the day. But, you know, kids, I think we need to say the truth because there is no shame on it. There shouldn't be, you know, a stigma on being a mother or being a father and have small kids. They get sick. There'll be days you have to be off. But if you trust an employee, a person that is responsible for a family, they need that work. They will want to give you a good job because they have a level of responsibility. And I say that even more for environmental you know, scientists and people dealing with these challenges we have in the environment today, they're really committed. Nobody insane mind is going to drop an opportunity because of not being able to cope with childcare. People make arrangements and everything can make, you know, can, can work when you're organized and you have a strategy. And I don't have family support in Spain. You know, my family is in Brazil. My husband is Italian. We figured out, maybe one of us has to take a little bit of less hours. We'll make it work. Families with more kids make work because the work we're doing is too important for that to be, you know, an obstacle. So that's what I can say, Eleanor. This is my drive, and I think it's the drive of most parents, really. Absolutely. Anna, so when I found you on LinkedIn, 
I had the impression that you are quite efficient and productive. And everyone who knows me knows that I'm keen on understanding how one can be productive and efficient. So, can you tell me a little bit more about your co-working experience? Okay, so Flow came into my life.、Um, In、this year, when I started being a consultant, because I lost my office I had in the research center here, and I really missed my colleagues and the environment. Because one of the things that is challenging for families is the organization. And after the pandemic, I think everybody was saturated from working from home or wanted to create some space. So I needed a solution. You basically log in online and you do sessions where you say what you're gonna do. How long is gonna take? And they have coaches that are always kind of timing people and sharing techniques for concentration, meditation. I really love these kind of tools. Flow is one I use. I've been with them for nine months because it just improved so much my work. I start doing a session. I have a task. I finish, and that's it. I also have a physical co-working space because I really needed to go. Out and work in a more professional setup for my consultancy,、um, and also because I needed people around me. You know, people are different, but I really enjoy having my colleagues here. You need to find virtual or tools. You know, that as a psychologist, I'm not telling this to you, Eleanor, but for the listeners, we need to find tools where we feel like we're okay.、It、feels good to work in mental health. We need to find all the resources we can. We can afford. Maybe we can't afford the co-working space physically. Doesn't matter. Find something that works for you. And now it's time to thank Company ABC, who sponsors this episode of the Postdoc Transformation Show. I would now be reading the company's answers to one of six bold questions, so that you can choose to apply. For example, number one: Describe your most valuable experts versus leaders in your company. Have they typically earned a doctor title? Number two. For which of your company roles or units do you encourage somebody with a doctor title to apply? Number three: How would you describe your organizational culture in which your most valuable experts and leaders thrive in? To nominate an employer of choice so that we can ask our informative bold questions, let us know via the click on the link. If you are a company representative, like in recruiting and employer branding, and now. You want your company to be highlighted as an employer of choice for our audience. You can become a sponsor of a dedicated Postdoc Transformation Show episode. Just click on the link in the show notes. And now back to the Postdoc Transformation episode. While I was listening to your online co-working space, I was. Thinking is this a great tool? Maybe also for PhD students who are currently writing up their thesis, because I think that maybe you can have a writing cohort, but maybe sometimes it's too niche down, and you need something else. So, would you recommend Flown as well for something like a thesis writing or article writing? Absolutely, and in fact, the community in Flown is also—I don't know the percentage—but there are many academics there and many PhD students that are writing up with Flown. And on Fridays, they're always free, so you know you can always join. You just need to register, and you can join all the sessions for free to see if that's something that could work for you or not. You maybe just have one day that you know, because of course, finances are important, always important to consider. I was thinking. Do you have a discount code that you can share, referring a friend to that 
great experience. I mean, when I wrote up my thesis, there was nothing like that available. And maybe that is a great resource that I can or you can now share for my postdoc transformers. Sure. Um, I know uh, I can send my link. I have uh, a link that I think I actually get the discount, but I need to check that I have one that people can register on Fridays for free. So, you know, you check if it's something that works for you, you have a look. I just think if it's flow or something else, these tools are amazing, you know, this companionship online, so you get your stuff done. And what I think is beautiful about that is because it's not purely academic, that also dovetails with your first point regarding networking, right? For academics who have always been just in the academic space, and that's no offense at all. But I mean, talking with other academics won't help you to leap out of science. So you need to make friends, so to speak, with other people who are already in business. So this way you can learn about more opportunities and so on and so forth, just like Anna has already discussed. Hey, Postdoc Transformer, are you curious to ask professors, principal investigators, visiting scientists, postdocs, PhD students, and candidates some in-depth life and career guiding questions? But if it's cringe, so you end up not asking? Buy our Postdoc Transformation card game to have more fun and valuable insights in your journal club, lab, and mentoring meetings, lab rotations, during conferences, panels, and breaks at the Mensa. You'll get 10 intriguing mentoring questions per career level. So 10 for PhD students, 10 for postdocs, 10 for professors, 10 for parental scientists, underprivileged and underrepresented and underserved scientists. Check them out with our discount coupon on the Postdoc Transformation shop linked on postdoctransformation.com. Right, so now that we have already looked into your previous job experiences and also what you have shared with our early career scientists who are leaping into business, I would love to know what are your plans and what is in your outlook. Okay, Eleanor, I so I'm doing a very deep work on market researching my skills and where they could serve for industries and companies in Europe right now because I have to be based in Europe. I cover a number of languages, so I can speak Portuguese, Spanish, English, and Italian. Most likely, I'm going to head to Italy next year for family reasons, so I'm going to skill my Italian. I want to, It's essential. You, you live in Germany, right? So it's essential to speak the language of the country top. So this is my goal right now. I want to speak the, the most beautiful Italian, but I do need to continue remote for most of my time. And I'm so glad the pandemic opened that door for us scientists to work remotely at least a little bit. That's fantastic. I'm so excited about that change. So I want to serve consultancy companies and uh, organizations that have environmental problems and need people to translate science into policy or the opposite. I can do that, especially environmental pollution. Specialization would be water, but I can cover soil. I can cover chemistry, contamination. I love everything. And I do want to work with people that are trying to reduce emissions. Absolutely. This is a, I'm not compromising that my, you know, our kids need a future and I'm not letting that go. So, and I know there are people looking for 
skills like that. So what I would like to do now, Leonor, is really talk to leaders that are having environmental headaches. And I know the regulations in Europe, both for CO2 emissions and for water reductions, are going to become more strict. The pesticides we use will have to be changed. So there will be a lot of pressure on the production industry to become greener. But when I say become greener, it's, I really mean it. It's not like greenwashing. It's really do the job. And I really want to talk to people that are having problems there that could use my set of skills. I also have colleagues that I collaborate that we know if the work is too much, I can put a team together. I can find solutions for for people that are having these actual business problems and need to meet regulations in Europe, both for water quality and CO2 reduction. So and I just can't wait to start doing this work in 2025. Have you found this episode so far helpful for yourself? Well, maybe you can subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Popin, or wherever you get our show. And also share this episode with your PhD bestie because that would encourage us to help the underprivileged, underrepresented, and underserved early career scientists leaping into business. This would also ensure that you don't miss a future episode. Also, our subscription and listening numbers are key for finding the right sponsors for our show so that we can help you for free. And now, back to the show. All right, perfect. And I'll make sure that we'll publish this episode soon enough because I really think that we don't have any time to lose. No, no, we are really, we passed the time. Do you want a transcript of our episode? And our episode sponsors answers to all six bold questions so that you can choose to apply. Do you want to nominate your potential employer of choice so that we can ask them our bold questions? For all of that, click on our links in our show notes and on our website, www.postdoctransformation.com. Remember to check your readiness to leap out of science and to enroll in our free email course, Career Transition Made Simple. Thanks for your attention. I'm Professor Dr. Elena Zoe Winkles, the host of your seasonal postdoc transformation show. Have you ever wondered how to make your grad school stand out in the crowded landscape of academia? Do you aim to attract the best master students from all over the world to learn from and work with your professors so that your research remains globally recognized and well-funded? Do you wish to repel bad applications which aren't tailored towards your grad school's research profile? Now, let's talk about a powerful branding tool, podcasts. They're a game changer for higher education institutions. As a professor, Active on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, and a podcast host and producer of this postdoc transformation show, I'm here to encourage all the graduate school representatives to think beyond the conventional marketing mechanism. Instead of being one of many vendors at a time-limited grad school fair, why not create a podcast that showcases your grad school as the ultimate destination for the world's best master's students. Share inspiring and encouraging stories 
of your top PhD students, high-profile alumni, your faculty, and the incredible opportunities your grad school offers. A podcast can be a window into your school's vibrant community, its cutting-edge research, and unique experiences. And in times of AI-generated marketing material, a podcast with your academic leaders in real life is a very human and innovative way to attract prospective PhD students. You can inform them every day, everywhere, not just during the typical grad school application seasons. This would prepare your best candidates for the application. Even better, you can support and make your current PhD students and postdocs visible for the next career steps in academia or business. Remember, successful graduates elevate your grad school's reputation. So, if you are a university chancellor, grad school dean, speaker, consider this. By launching a podcast for your grad school, you can elevate your grad school's brand and tell aspiring scientists and employers what makes your grad school the best choice with scalable evergreen content. If you're interested, forward this to your marketing representative and get our list of 30 sample episode titles customizable for your grad school podcast and just enter an email address on my website www.postdoctransformation.com as linked in the show notes. As a seasoned professor and podcaster, I'm also happy to strategize about how you can launch your grad school podcast on Podbean, the podcast hosting platform we use for the Postdoc Transformation Show, supporting scientists leaping into business. Postdoc Transformation.